You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 45 of the Bossy Bitch Podcast with me, it's always me, Elsa Mitchell. I am so excited for this chat today uh, for a number of reasons. Um, I've got Karen Dauncey on here chatting with me today and first of all, well, I just love Karen. (laughs) You know I'm a huge fan. Um, Karen is just one of my all-time faves um, in the business world. I use her regularly as a guest mentor in my Mentor Academy. I tell all my clients to go and see her. Um, So first of all, she's just a bit of a legend. But second of all, we're talking about something which probably don't turn us off. I promise it's going to be interesting. (laughs) We're going to be talking about SEO, which means what, Karen? Oh, so SEO, um, one of my absolute favorite subjects. And SEO really is the process of making changes to your website to help it rank better on Google for keywords that are really relevant for your business. So like the kind of keywords that people will be typing in to find a business like yours. Yes. And it stands for search engine optimization. And before everybody freaks out and goes, this is going to be the boringest episode Elsa's ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that because I love SEO. I know the value in it for business owners. And so I really want to have this conversation and I'm going to, we're going to make it sexy, aren't we, Karen? Absolutely. You're going to be all over this ship by the time like Karen and I are done with this conversation. (laughs) So before we launch into the super sexy world of SEO, (laughs) I'm going to ask Karen to share with us the fun stuff, her story, which we all love to get the juice before we jump into some of the juicy business stuff. So Karen, for everybody listening, can you just tell us all about you? and your journey. Um, I hate that word, but anyway, and how you kind of came to be where you are now in business. Okay. So, I mean, I would agree. It is actually quite a journey. I think my path in, well, my path to where I am in SEO today. So I've been working in SEO for nearly 20 years. So next year will be my 20 years in SEO. So I started back in 2003, where I got my first job in SEO, and I was I worked initially as an account manager. And before my um, job interview, I did have to Google what is SEO. <laughs> I'm surprised it was even Google back then. <laughs> You're like a pioneer. <laughs> yeah, there was Google back then, and I, I wasn't being like they were looking for someone with customer service experience and website experience. And back in 2003, like not mm. many, not every business had a website. It was very much the beginning of the industry. And I think I really just kind of struck lucky with that company. And it's one of those things like when I talk to my kids about, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they're like, I don't know. I was like, when I was at school, SEO didn't even exist. Yeah. Didn't exist. We had two computers for the whole high school, you know. 
So I was kind of got in at a really good time. And it was a really kind of rapid progression in that company. Because I was an account manager, and I'd be sent out to see all these clients, and the clients would say to me, oh, hey, why don't we rank number one on Google? And I had been in the job a week. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, I was a bit more like, oh, let me find out for you. I'll call Google and ask. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was so lucky in that company, whereas we had like a SEO department. So there's two guys in this department and they were like the most technical guys, but those kind of people that can also speak like to end users as well. Mm -hmm. And the the main guy who trained me, he's worked on some massive websites, like international websites now, fantastic guy. So, you know, through my journey there, starting as an account manager, and there were lots of changes in that business, and some of them were quite sad changes. And I ended up after about three and a half years, I was at head of customer accounts, head of SEO, I was in charge of SEO strategy, had 100 plus clients, five account managers. And that company was great in terms of personal development. They sent me on loads of like SEO conferences. So I went from being pretty much a noob to being full stack on SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left that company and worked for a couple of years for another agency before I emigrated to Australia. So I emigrated from the UK to Australia in 2008 when I just had my first baby. And I knew I didn't want to work full time. I knew I wanted to eventually run my own business. So I was like, oh, I'll just do like freelance SEO. That'll be all right. I'll just get a few clients and then I can get <laughs> my baby and everything will be great. And I, again, I was quite lucky in terms of my timing because when I got to Perth, it was around the time where businesses were getting more aware of search engines and having a presence on those search engines. And I started offering like white label SEO. So basically the agency with the advertising agencies would sell SEO and Google ads to their clients. And I would do it behind the scenes mm-hmm. and then present the reports in the client's branding and stuff like that. So it was actually a fantastic way to really get some good clients, get, you know, a good start in business. Um, But it was also really challenging at the time because I'd had my second baby. So I had two very young children and then these awesome clients going, hey, Karen, you know what you're doing. Could you do some more client work? Can you do some more client work? (laughs) And so So I worked from from home. But to me, it was such a good opportunity. I couldn't say no. So... Yeah, because like if you say no to an agency, they'll find another SEO and give all their work to that SEO. Mm, yeah, so I yeah, it was you know I did work quite a lot in the evenings when my kids were young. Um, I now can't work that late. I think I'm just, oh, I can't do it either. <laughs> like falling asleep. Too, too old to work that late now. Yeah, and so I kind of like pretty much since I started my business, I've always been busy. Like. It's a great kind of business model because it's a retainer business model. So mm-hmm. I've worked with clients on an ongoing basis, whether I'm managing SEO or managing Google ads. And yeah, so that's what I've done ever, ever since really. So my main agents, well, my main business is Blue Cherry Online Marketing. So that focuses only on SEO and Google ads. Um, I don't deviate from that path. Um, and then I also now I do a lot more SEO training. Um, so I do training through various kind of like government programs through SBDC and through Business Station and through various like city city council. Yep. Um, I do lots of SEO training and I have an SEO course as well. So people can learn how to basically do their own SEO if that's what they want to do. 
Yep. Um, and it's kind of like a really nice balance. I really like doing, I love doing SEO still. I love getting results for clients. Mm-hmm. I also love helping small businesses when they're, they get kind of, they get a bit stuck sometimes. Mm. They're like, oh, look, there was someone on a Facebook group last night and she was trying to get access to a Google business profile. And she was like, I'm so stressed <laughs> out. I cannot sleep. And actually, that's the second person, I think, in a week who I've seen saying they're really stressed about something on Google that they can't control. Yep. So yeah. I think because I work with so many different types of businesses and I solve lots of different kind of Google SEO problems, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what you need to do. These are your options. So I kind of love that balance, that yeah. balance really, working with clients and then helping people with their with their SEO kind of like problems, I guess. So I like I like problem solving. I like the challenge. I love how as well, like you started 20 years ago and before we jumped on this call, I was saying to you, look, what I, why I really want to have this, well, A, because I obviously adore you, but B, why I also really want to have this chat was because even though you, you've been doing this for 20 years, I still find, and I love SEO um, because I have seen the benefits of it in my business. I understand the effort versus reward. We're also focused on social media and being on Instagram and growing our Instagram followers. And I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, guys, maybe if you spent some of that energy working on your SEO, <laughs> um, you might get some really amazing um, results for probably half the effort. So I get it and I've, I've seen the benefits. It was massive for me in all my businesses. So I totally get it. But what I find as a business mentor, coach, trying to, you know, teach strategy to business owners, it's something that I still find so surprising. People just know nothing about it. There's so many businesses own, uh, business owners out there that literally like what I don't really get it and I think as well it's almost sometimes I feel like it seems like this hard scary mythical thing that's and I'm not technical to be clear I love to tell people that I'm not technical but I'm like guys it's actually not that hard like you can actually learn it it's actually easier than you think you can probably even do it yourself like but people kind of have this oh no it's too hard it's too scary I don't like they put this barrier up like they don't want to know it. And I'm like trying to convince them, like, no, trust me. (laughs) Trust me, it's worth it. And it's actually not that hard. But, like, let's talk about for just one second, and I'm completely backtracking here, but the Google My Business profile, (laughs) which, you know, can we talk about how Google sends you the postcard in the mail? Do they still (laughs) do that? (laughs) Uh, well, in theory, Google still sends the postcard in the mail. However, half the time, people don't receive the postcard in the mail. What is so that? Have- like, I'm like, you know, like Google, which is the most, you know, technologically advanced company on the planet. Like, you go to set up your Google business profile, which, by the way, Karen, should every business have a Google business profile? You can have a Google business profile if you're either a local business in terms of you have like an office or you have a shop front that people can visit, or if you are a business that kind of goes out to serve people at their location, then you can have a Google business profile. If you are only online, then in theory, you should not have one. Yes. Um, A lot of people can, you can still get it if you 
like when you do the setup. Yes. So because sometimes, and this is mostly for like e-commerce businesses who, you know, send out their product and they don't necessarily have yes. anyone come to their location. In theory, though, if you if someone was local to you, then they could pick up locally from you. So yes. you could say that you're a service-based business. Yes. Um, the only challenges you have is if you set up a Google business profile and, you, and you're not legitimately supposed to have one, if you have any problems with that profile and you want to contact Google support, yep. Google support will want verification of your location. So they'll want pictures of your office or your store, yes. like signage outside. And if you don't have that, then you bug it. Mm. So it's kind of, I wouldn't, <laughs> to me, I wouldn't be surprised if Google do go, they do offer something like business profile for online yes. retailers. It would make sense to do that. Um, it would make right, sense, yes. Yeah, it would make sense. So we'll see where they go with that. You know, they're continually evolving, like their shopping, like their Google shopping. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we'll see where that goes. So, yeah, not everyone should have a Google business profile. It's really But for, if you can have one, you absolutely 100% should have one. Oh, yeah. If you're a local yes. business. And you serve yes. in a local area, yeah. Oh, and it's so powerful as well because you know if you can get your business in that Google Maps section, which is at the top of the page, um, often on a mobile above ads as well, then you will mm-hmm. generate a decent amount of traffic through your Google Maps profile uh, or Google yeah. Business profile. So it is massive, and it is. I mean, it can be complicated to set up if one's already set up and someone else you've bought the business. There can be. You can run into problems. But if you're starting from scratch setting it up, it's actually quite easy. Um, And I tell everybody, once it's set up, it's so easy to use. It is free. (laughs) It's free. And uh, it it brings so much for your business. You can upload your photos. You can do posts, events, offers. Um, you know, and the photos help. I think I actually was trending on Google Images at one point. I think no. some reason it might have had something to do with Elsa, my name Elsa. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> and the but certain think- release of a Frozen movie. <laughs> and you suddenly got loads of traffic for your Google I got image. a Google report sent to me one day and I was like, wow. My. <laughs> images had like no, a million really- views or something. <laughs> Wow, that's really cool. With your Google business profile, my biggest tip with it is just to make sure that you fill in all the available fields. So make yes. sure you check in your business description and, you know, kind of use a few keywords in there, like subtly. Have your open day, especially if you've been in business for a decent period of time, having your open day. Google will show on the front end, like how long businesses have been in business sometimes. Mm. Um, so that's really important to have. And it's something that when people first set up their Google business profile, um, and then it was Google My Business, people often set it up and never go back. So my mm. recommendation would be go back, have a look, see what other information you can add. And where it says like, you know, you can add 750 characters to your business description, kind of use 750 oh, characters. So that's a really so good Yeah, that's amazing. I, see, I didn't know that. So that's an awesome tip. So. And this is just a very small part of the whole SEO topic. But I want to, because I know that, like, say my mum's probably listening to this and going, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about still. (laughs) (laughs) And so I am going to give you my explanation of what I think SEO means. And this is how I explain it to people. Okay. I'm like, 
Say you have Elsa and she's sitting at home and she's Googling best restaurants near me. I always say Google's, just imagine Google's some person sitting on his, his, did I say his, her, her, whatever you want to, pronoun you would like to Google, (laughs) sitting on the throne up there overlooking the planet and it's going, oh, there's little Elsa. She's Googling best restaurants near me. Oh my gosh, I need to dish her up the best websites so that she loves Google and she'll never go to another platform like Bing or Yahoo and I don't even know if they still exist but anyway we can get to that um and so it's got to find me the best websites and put them up right at the top so I have a really good time on Google and so it has to go and decide which are the best websites to dish up to me and so it very quickly you know scans all the best restaurant websites near me and how does it decide right it needs to choose And so there are a number of factors that it uses to choose which is the best. And some of those factors are, (laughs) Karen, feel free to jump in here. (laughs) I know them, but you'll say them better than me. So if you're doing a near me search, Google are very much going to be looking at where you're located and they are going to be looking at the keywords on those websites. They are going to be looking at the content on those websites. They are going to be looking at the backlinks those websites have got um with a near me search you'll probably find google maps is going to be the dominant dominant way that google Mm. will display those results but yeah i think the way that you explain it is pretty good because (laughs) the the fundamentals with google is if if you almost take it to like the base level is google want to give their searches the people who are searching on google the best quality result for their Mm. search text so really, like the story that you told is kind of matching that kind of overarching objective of Google is they want to give people the best results and they want to give yes. people the best experience so that people keep coming back to Google and clicking on Google ads and, <laughs> billions and making those fuckers rich AF. And so yeah. SEO is the things that you can do online that make you become I always call it being friends with Google because I'm like when you're friends with Google the world is a wonderful place yeah it's almost you want to be Google's bestie don't you we want to suck up to Google (laughs) (laughs) and so things like having because we all we often so many people think oh well I've done this beautiful website and I spent all this money (laughs) on it and look at it isn't it wonderful and that's all good and well, but um, you can have all the bells and whistles, but that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's going to find your website and people go, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And so I believe having a fast, really fast website is super helpful in getting in Google's good graces. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these things, Karen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of the factors, um, having a fast website. And I think it's almost like when it comes to SEO, it's not it's not just one thing. No. So yeah, you should have an amazing looking website, not only because that's your shop window to the world, but also if you have a good looking website, then people are going to stay on that website longer and it's going to be more visually appealing, which helps make it a good quality result. But that is probably a very small factor in terms Mm. of overall it's almost like a bit of a a bit of a like recipe, but it's not the same recipe for every 
website necessarily and every search result and yeah there's kind of like there's lots of different elements of seo that you need to consider so one thing isn't going to be the winner no Um, correct sometimes i see people talking about seo and the advice will be you just need to blog yes blogging is amazing for seo yes i love blogging (laughs) not in isolation to other things that you need to do to help your website rank better. Like podcasting is really good for SEO, isn't it, Karen? (laughs) Podcasting is really good for SEO. It's really good for building like your expertise, which is another small ranking factor. Um, But often when you appear on podcasts, you get backlinks to your website. Yes. Backlinks are another part of SEO, which I... I personally feel backlinks are really a really important part of SEO. And backlinks are primarily when you get another website or you ask another website to link to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting lots of different backlinks from lots of different places that are relevant to your business are really good for SEO. Like to me, backlinking is kind of like the currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of see it as like a vote. Like, you know, if if like you're on your podcast, on your website, if you're linking to my website, you're kind of like, it's kind of like seen as a bit of a vote for me. Like, oh, Karen's good at SEO. We're talking about SEO as a link to Karen. And mm-hmm. then if you multiply that by lots of other websites, you know, if I appear, you know, if I appeared on other podcasts, and again, they all link back to me. Yeah. Um, but there'll also be like business directories that I have my details to that link back to me. Yes. Um, there'll be guest posts that I submit content to other business websites that link back to me. So it's kind of like you need lots of different backlinks. Um, yes. Pointing to your website to help your website rank higher. And that can be when you very first launch a website, that can be a good way to, one way that you can get Google to index your website. Um, there's Absolutely. other ways, but getting some backlinks from the get-go is helpful as well. I think the backlinks is sometimes one people kind of go, huh, what? Like, well, how do I do that? I'm like, yeah, well, so, you know, being a guest on a podcast, I always in my, and most podcasts I'm sure should do this, I always link in my show notes to, you know, Karen's website. I'll link to Karen's social media, Facebook group, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, So that's getting links to your website. I love kind of telling the story at the moment how I went on a podcast for Ammo Marketing and um, I went in and I didn't realise they were going to video it, which I probably should have, and I didn't realise they would then do a bunch of paid ads. And um, I was on the way to my parents' farm that day, so I I was just like a total hobo. And they went to town with the paid ads for this podcast. Like people were messaging me going, oh, my God, this video of you keeps popping up in my feed. and that has been so good for me and my seo like um yeah i'm really popping up that's popping up in the search engines for me at the moment so go figure you know being on somebody else's podcast you know was really great for me seo wise so yeah seo's uh podcasting is a fantastic tool if you've got the confidence to show up either start your own or be a guest on somebody else's yeah definitely yeah, one of the probably the uh, not the easiest, but like a fun way. <laughs> it's a fun way, and also it's like you know when I look at link building, I want to have a really diverse range of different types of backlinks. So it's kind of one of those ingredients that kind of go into the mix that help my overall SEO. Yeah, I just like the diversity of different backlinks. 
And I recently learned a trick which I didn't know about before because as well, I love I love blogging and I love podcasting um, and I've seen the value in blogging firsthand from, you know, and this is kind of how I accidentally stumbled across SEO and how it was so beneficial for your business because years ago, um, <laughs> look back in probably 2008, 2009, when blo- being a blogger was a cool thing to do, you know, it was yeah. the and then it kind of died in the ass. I was one of the few people I used to go to ProBlogger over on the East Coast, which I loved, but I was always yeah. a bit of a weirdo because I was blogging for my business and everyone oh. else was blogging because they were cool and trendy. I was felt like a bit of a loser. Now it's almost, now it's the flip side, right? It's pretty much blogging for business is, is why you blog these days for creating content and all that. But I, I firsthand saw how my blog, I was popping up in the search engines. I had a bricks and mortar business and yes. uh, it was bringing so much new traffic into my business from these articles and that you write them and they were up there and they'd stay up there for years. Like six, seven years later, they were still tracking really, really well yep. on Google. So that was amazing. So I'm a huge fan of blogging. And then it's teaching people first to blog and the benefits of blogging. There's so many, but that's a whole different conversation. But then as well, guest blogging for other people or submitting your article to get links to your website, which goes back to my little trick I learned the other day, how you can do the right for us in the Google search and it pops up with all the websites or online publications that are looking for you to submit articles to. Yeah, so I I still use Write For Us, but what I'll often do is add a niche kind of keyword with it. Yes. So for me, if I'm looking for like marketing type websites to do guest blogging for, I'll literally just write marketing, Write For Us. So do you write, just so for people are like, what the hell are they talking about? So you go to the Google search bar and you'd write marketing and then you use the square brackets, do you? I use the... um, like the speech marks? Oh, you use the speech marks. I yeah. use the square brackets, which is um, on your keyboard, and then I, in the brackets I put right for us, but you use the speech. So either one obviously works. Yeah, I'm going to see what the square brackets do because I think that kind of um, the use of square brackets and like the speech marks goes back to Google Ads because to me like if you have uh, Google, okay. So I'm See, gonna have a look at that. Afterwards. I'm learning too. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I am too. You know, I think that's the beauty of this industry. There's always something new to learn, and although, like, even now, I'll still learn new things. I'm like, wow, how did I never know that? It's oh. always, <laughs> how did I not know that? It's so um, funny, isn't it? I find it so fascinating, and I could go. F- talk about this for days but in the beginning I used to be like you know when Christy was the SEO person and we'd run our workshops together I'd be like oh Christy no one cares so boring (laughs) and now I think if she could see me now she'd just be laughing going Elsa how you've changed but yeah so you could do parenting would doesn't matter what your business is just find your kind of niche and then it pops up with all the online people that are looking for guest blog post so you could have already written it put it on yours and you can submit it to somebody else normally what I would do is if you're going to do guest blogging is I would submit it to somebody else first to get the Uh, okay and then later on put it on your own because to me creating content writing blog posts is a lot of work it's hard yes it is the whole process from coming up with the ideas creating the content and then everything else you can do with that content 
So for me, I like to get my backlink from another website and then yeah. recycle it back to my own blog because I'm like, if I've written this content, I want lots of people to read yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that tends to be the technique that we that we use. But I think if you're looking for places to do guest blogging and you're you're using Google to do that research with that write for us type command, always read in detail the submission criteria. Mm-hmm. Because some websites will give you very detailed information about what they want. So just give them what they want. Because the more you give them what they want, the easier it is for them to accept your content. And also make sure your content is non-promotional. It should be informational, helpful in your industry. And then often at the bottom, you'll have like an author bio. In your author bio, put your keywords in your author bio and make sure that anyone who is using your content links back to your website absolutely yeah sometimes that doesn't happen yes yes you need to assert yourself don't you (laughs) never never be shy to ask for a backlink no absolutely believe me us seos are like where's my backlink backlink." and as i said in a recent podcast episode if you don't ask you don't get (laughs) yeah that is so true like i've got a client at the moment who she they pay for a lot of content through like Oh, it's kind of editorial style content. So they pay for the content to go on these really cool websites. And often they don't link back to the client. So we're like, oh, we've seen your mentioned. So you yes. can use Google Alerts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Google Alerts to see what you're mentioned. Um, and then that will ping through any mentions of your business or your name. Um, and then you can see, oh, look, they've used my article, but I don't have a backlink. So that is so cool. If you do use Google Alerts, definitely make <laughs> sure you use speech marks around any phrases that you put in. Okay, yeah. Because like for you, if you just put in Elsa Mitchell as a word, you'll just get inundated with frozen and you won't. <laughs> I know, I do know. Damn, frozen um, movie ruined my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good title for a blog post, I reckon. <laughs> I know, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I have just so many things that I want to talk about. With the backlinks, I only recently discovered that there's some tools where you could go and stalk where other people are getting their backlinks from. I was like, wow, this is so good. So you can literally go and cut and paste someone, like a competitor's URL and put it into, you know, like Uber Suggest have one just off the top of my head for free. And then it tells you where that website is getting all their backlinks from. (laughs) I love like I love looking at backlinks. I'm such a backlink nerd. I'm not even ashamed to say it. Oh my god, <laughs> I just find that so fascinating. Hey, how you can go and just like, oh yeah, see like, what are they doing? Yeah, oh. but do you know what else you can do without even using tools? Is there's so much you can just do on Google. In fact, I should write a blog post about all the cool things you can do on Google. Yes. If you can just type in your competitor's business name and just scroll through the results. If yeah, you true. Through, Often not the top of page one because that's their website, their social yes. media. But go to page two, go to page three, um, and you'll pick up some of your competitors' backlinks that way. Um, mm. And you can do it by using their business name. You can do it by using their managing director's name if they're quite like prevalent. Um, and you can also do it by typing in their URL into Google search. And those three techniques, you'll probably pick up a few of your competitors' backlinks. And bear in mind, it's not necessarily your direct competitor in your area that you need to do that for. You can do that for anyone in your industry who's kind of a similar size to your mm. business. Like I wouldn't, for example, look at Maya's backlinks because you're never going to get most of the backlinks they have. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look at other people who are similar to you. And there'll be things that you can pick up. Not everything. You know, sometimes people will belong to like a local business association that yeah. you can't join. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's a really like good way to pick up competitor backlinks for free. Um, oh, yeah, you can use tools. But I think sometimes the challenge with tools is you could, there's a lot of information in them. Yes. So yes. when I look at backlinks, because I do it all the time, I can look at someone's backlinks and go, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish. Yeah. Or, you know, that's good, that's good, that's good. I can always see a good backlink profile that's worth looking at. Um, but, yeah, I'm a bit sad when it comes to backlinks. How good is stalking, hey? Like, just being a stalker in today's, like, society is just, you know, it's a stalker's yeah. paradise. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. You can find so much out about people. Oh, um, so interesting. I just love it. Um, that sounds a bit psycho coming off the back of that last <laughs> statement. But um, I could go on and on for days. I'm just going to touch on one more thing before we go because, honestly, we could just keep going and, you know, I find this so juicy. Lots of people are like, that's enough for one day. Um <laughs> Can we Google Analytics, right? So I just did a bit of a post in my Facebook group last night because I was looking at my Google Analytics and I was like, oh, isn't that funny that I get so much more traffic to my website from Facebook than I do from Instagram, yet I spend all my time on Instagram, right? Yeah. Uh, And I post that in my group and I said, who, you know, and and lots of people were like, oh, I'm going to go and have a look at mine. And a lot of people were like, how do you even know that? And I'm like, I have just... analytics how do you know (laughs) how do you even know if if any of your efforts are even working if you don't have your google analytics set up and i honestly so many people and now i can guarantee there's like hundreds of businesses listening to this going oh fuck what are google analytics i don't have mine set up (laughs) so google analytics I I think I love Google Analytics almost as much as link building Um, (laughs) because there's so much data in that. So for me, like I recommend every every single business and like all my clients have Google Analytics and if they don't, we set it up for them. Oh, so important. If you don't have it, then you don't know where your traffic's coming from. You don't know how many people are coming to your website. You don't know what your most popular pages are. You don't know how many people like arrive on your website and leave. It's just like there's a lot of data in there. So one of my favorite reports in the current version of Google Analytics is under, I have to remember this, it's under acquisition and I think it's under all sources and it's called source medium. Actually, no, I think it's acquisition, all traffic, source medium. Oh, yeah, this is in there called source medium. Um, and that report to, is one of my favorite reports. It's probably one of the reports I look at the most for my clients because it gives you a breakdown of where that traffic comes from. So it will show whether it's coming from Google Organic. So if it's Google Organic, it will tend to be people either searching for your business name or if you're if you're doing SEO, some of your keywords. Um, it will tell you if it's coming from like Instagram, Facebook, if it's coming direct. Um, mm-hmm. Direct traffic is, can be a bit of a frustration because you don't always know. If it's direct, it means people are coming directly to your website mm. or it means Google Analytics don't really know. Yeah, um, right. So that is, yeah. So those reports to me are the most valuable. One of the reasons that you might have more traffic from Facebook is because on Instagram, people have to go to your profile link to go mm. through to your website. 
point, whereas Facebook is easier to click through. Mm. And sharing your blog posts and stuff on Facebook, I find, is so much easier. I've always found I got a lot of traffic by sharing my, you know, blog posts. Yeah, yeah, well, I've used it for that reason. Yeah, and it's a great way to gener- to generate traffic, like sharing your blog content. Mm. Yeah, so I guess the other thing just to mention without freaking everyone out is the current version of Google Analytics is going to stop collecting data next at the end of um, June 2023. So what the recommendation is, is that you set up your, it's called GA4, which is the new version of Google mm-hmm. Analytics. So it's recommended that you set up GA4 now and have both the standard Google Analytics and your GA4 running side by side because what that means in a year's time when they stop collecting data in the normal analytics you'll have a year's worth of data in GA4. Yes yeah there's a lot of changes going on there which I I see even me I'm like oh my god it's changing I'm terrified. (laughs) Yeah well I have GA4 set up in my in um, my own Google Analytics and I'm running out for clients at the moment but I don't know I haven't really worked out how to get the data that I currently get in my normal Google Analytics. So that's good to know. Yeah, I just haven't, I don't need to use it yet. I have have had a quick look and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, But yeah, I need to do some training in that to like work it out. Yeah. Um, So like I even say to my clients, if you don't have the analytics set up, right, how do you know, how do you know what you're doing on your website, right? Like so... You might be going, oh, well, I'm not, I don't seem to be getting any clients from my website, so I'm going to go in there and I'm going to change it. Like yeah. you're just guessing, right? So Google mm-hmm. Analytics, I always say to people, if you go look at your Google Analytics, you could be getting a shit ton of traffic to your website, but for some reason they're not converting into clients. So you can go to Analytics, you can see, okay, well, they're all coming in on this one page and then they're dropping off. What's wrong with that page on your website, right? You can tweak it, fix it. Absolutely. Um, and-, and that could then convert those clients. Or you could be getting no traffic to your website and then you can go, hang on a second, (laughs) why am I not even getting any traffic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like it gives you so, so much information. And, you know, with Google Analytics, sometimes you may find you're getting a lot of traffic to a particular blog post and that blog post might be ranking well in Google for like an informational type search term. Mm. You'll be getting a lot of traffic on it, but it's kind of the intent, the thing that people are actually searching for is just information. They're not looking to buy or they're not in that buying mode. But if you have Google Analytics, then you can find out, right, what are my top landing pages? Are my top landing pages of some of my blog posts? Or maybe that's why it's not converting. It's just because the... It's almost like the keywords that you're ranking for are more based around people looking for information than people looking to actually transact. Yes. There's a lot, there's so much information you can get from Google Analytics. I could talk about this for absolutely for days, um, but we won't. Uh, (laughs) What I love about you, Karen, is the way you just, you make it so easy to understand. And I think this is why your Facebook group is absolutely killing it. And I love your Facebook group. I am constantly telling my clients, go and join Karen's Facebook group, um, which is called the is it called the SEO School. Did I do that right? Yeah, it's called the SEO School Community. I'm going to link to it anyway in my show notes because I love it. I read, it's probably one of the few groups where I actually read every single post that you post up. And I do. I love it. I just think you just have 
the knack of making it easy and not scary. And that's what I really love. Um, and that's why I love working with you. So I will post all your links in my show notes. So if anyone wants to either learn it to do it yourself, because like Karen and I both agree, you absolutely can. Uh, it's not scary, we promise. Or you can get Karen to do it for you. So choose your own yeah. adventure. But yeah, thank you so much, Karen, for like sharing all your juicy information with us. Um, hopefully we've managed to convince some people to sort their Google profiles out and uh, start thinking about SEO. I hope so, yes. Because I think it's like, for me, like I live SEO every day. Yes. And yeah, I just think it's such an opportunity for businesses to you know, to make sure that they get found when people are looking for a business like them in their area, I think it's just a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, don't be scared of SEO. It's lots of fun. Yes, um, yes. And, yeah, I think it's really interesting what you're saying about social media and, you know, when you're creating a lot of social media content. If you spent those same hours working on your SEO, I think you would get really good results. So do I. And I say that and I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I could probably do to designate less time scrolling than, you know, to my SEO. But I have lived it. I know it. This is why it is part of my 12-month mentor academy. Karen's jumping in um, in a couple of weeks to run a session for me. I run a session and then I get Karen to run a session because you just do it all better than me and know way more. It is one of the key foundations that I constantly teach to the businesses I work with. I'm like, you need to. And if you have the resources to get someone to help you or whatever, that's great. So yeah, thank you so much, Karen. And um, I'm sure you'll just be inundated with SEO inquiries after this podcast goes live. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.